You Can Handle Anything, episode number 249. Hi, this is Shira, and I want to tell you a little secret. You can handle anything. Of course, what that means and what that doesn't mean, you'll learn all about in this weekly podcast where I share powerful stories of people who go from stuck to unstuck. And the reason they can do this is because they are emotionally equipped to effectively cope with the obstacles life throws at them and to cope with the challenges they deliberately choose to take on. If you're new to me, I invite you to visit me over on my website and check out my award-winning books, my online course, and anything else I may be offering at the time of your visit. You can find me over at shiragura.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. So I just got up from playing a great card game with my kids and in the middle of the game sprung such a great conversation and I really want to share that with you. But I'm going to wait to do that for two more weeks because next week I have something special to share with you that I already arranged and this week I already planned something out as well. So today's episode is going to be a little different in that it's kind of an interview. It's kind of like a partial interview, actually. Let me explain. Back in episode 210, I interviewed my daughter Ayala. Ayala is our oldest child, and at the time, she just went through an entire intense selection process for the army. And while I don't know all of the details that she went through, I know it was one of the most challenging things she's ever done, both mentally and physically. And I wanted to interview her to talk about her experiences and how being emotionally equipped with the tools that she basically has grown up with because I'm her mom and that's what I love talking about. She was able to go through that with a sense of calm and confidence and she was successful in being enlisted into one of her top choices, which ended up being a combat unit in the Navy. That was in July of 2021. So six months have passed and she's gone through basic training. And just about a month ago, she has officially begun to serve. And it's exciting. I mean, the basic training, as much as I've heard about it, was quite hellish. And now, you know, she's actually serving, which is so different from basic training. I mean, again, I'm not there and I've never served in the army, but from what I understand, she's doing a lot of learning and training and probably a lot of simulations for possible missions. But from what I understand from people who have served in her unit or in other units similar to hers, it's pretty quiet, you know? I mean, she's not involved with ground combat. And like I said, you don't really hear too much about things happening in the Navy until you do. So about a month ago, around nine o'clock in the morning, I got a text message from my daughter saying, did you hear about what happened last night? Pause. No, I didn't. And that is not the kind of message that you want to wake up to from your daughter who's in the Navy. So I didn't respond immediately. Instead, I went straight to the news, assuming she was hinting that, you know, something big happened in Israel during the night and something did. There was a helicopter crash off the coast of northern Israel, which is exactly where my daughter serves. Apparently, the helicopter had taken off for a training exercise around 8 o'clock and crashed about an hour later. The news went on to say that search and rescue teams pulled two crew members from the water and carried out 
resuscitation efforts, but were unable to revive them. And there was one other officer on the helicopter who was saved, brought to the naval base, and then was rushed to the nearest hospital. Of course, there were many more details about the event, but I had enough information to assume that my daughter, or at least her unit, was somehow involved in the rescue because, like I said, that's where her base is. And so I immediately texted back something like, I just read what happened. Oh my God, are you okay? Do you want to talk? And so we spoke, and I think Ayla was in a little bit of shock. I'm not sure, but what I learned from her was that she and her crew were in the middle of having dinner when they got the call to go out to sea. And what happened was because my daughter was the newest one in the unit and she didn't receive all of her certifications yet, she was commanded to stay back and guard the fort. And this search and rescue operation took hours. And I mean hours. From what I learned, it didn't even end until four in the morning or something like that. And so my daughter was back at the base the whole time, just watching from afar and not having a clue what was going on. And of course, she had her cell phone. So in a very surreal way, she was watching the news come in and learning about what was happening, even though she was literally there, but she wasn't there. To state the obvious, it was a very challenging experience for the search and rescue team, of course, but it was actually also really difficult for my daughter, specifically because she wasn't a part of what was going on. She was like the odd man out. And she really felt that, or at least she unconsciously made a story about that, even if that wasn't really true. That was the story that she had in her mind. And so a few days passed and we spoke again. And I think once the shock of the event passed, as you can imagine, a lot of feelings started coming up, like the feeling she had of being alone or not being part of a group and the feelings of the other soldiers having legitimacy to feel their big feelings, but that she shouldn't because she wasn't there, and feeling many other strong emotions and not knowing what to do with them. Because what do you do with such strong emotions when you're in the army, right? I mean, is it okay to share your feelings with your commander? Or are you supposed to keep them in and give a pretense of bravery? Anyway, I wanted to interview my daughter and ask her to share a bit about her experience with you. So this didn't quite end up being a full interview, but more of like a brief sharing from my daughter's perspective that I really wanted to bring to this podcast because she shed light on something that is so important. And that is feeling legitimate for having feelings, any feelings, and for believing that whatever feeling you're feeling is so worth processing through because otherwise those emotions will likely just stay stuck inside of you and that could last a lifetime. So here was our conversation. So I love, first of all, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you sharing or going back in time and, and sharing what you experienced. And I know this is not easy for you. Um, so I know that you were full of emotions uh, during the operation, after the operation. And I wanted to just ask you just really briefly, just to ask you like what some of the emotions um, you went through and, you know, how did you go through them or how did you get unstuck from them? Because I know there were big emotions, you know, we're not talking about something light, this was something big. So maybe we can just start with, with one. So I think the first emotion that I felt 
when I was left back alone, I felt I felt alone and I felt disconnected from my team. And I also didn't understand why it was urgent for me to stay back. I felt useless because the whole event was happening out at sea. And here I am as if I'm really guarding uh, when I didn't understand what exactly I am guarding. So these were really difficult feelings because I really did feel alone in my team at that time because I was new. I think this was about two weeks into my permanent service. And I'm also going to talk about the second thing that I felt. I felt like I don't have the right or the legitimacy to to experience trauma and to let myself process what I felt because my team was out there and they did the whole rescuing and they saw horrific scenes and they have all the right in the world to to say that they've been through trauma and to process their feelings. And here I am back at base and yes, I did see some stuff and yes, I did do actions, but the whole story that everyone was talking about was the story out at sea. And I felt like I was falling between the cracks at some in some certain way. So for a few days, I was walking around with those experiences and those feelings without even really noticing them. I was really stuck on them. And I think what happened is that one evening, we sat down, our whole team, and we spoke in a really informal way about the event and in the end I think just naturally I I, I was able to take a breath and I was able to take a, a stop even and I started feeling tears swelling up inside and that was the moment that I started to understand that I've been through a trauma also and I went up to my commander and I just shared with her my feelings. I shared with her my feeling of being alone, being disconnected from the team, being useless, not having the right to feel trauma, falling between the cracks because everyone's talking about the story and no one's talking about what happened where I was. And sharing all these feelings with her really helped me process and the next thing I did I went back to my team and I shared with them the exact same feelings and I explained to them that I felt alone because they were all out at sea they had each other they experienced this event together and I experienced this event all by myself and when everyone's talking about the event everyone's talking about what they experienced because no one knows what I experienced no one knows what happened where I was and I wasn't able to consider anything on my own but through their listening they helped me they helped me consider and they like they lit up my my view they said that first of all they said this and also my commander said this that I was always in their mind the whole time at sea they were thinking how is I allowed what is she doing when they came back to the base and a psychologist came to speak with them, they just wanted to finish it quickly and go back to where I was. And they told me that I was really in their mind the whole time. 
And Commander told me that in the in the meetings about the event, she brought up my actions as the guard of the unit, and she spoke about what I did there. And she explained to me that I had a really big role in the event because maybe I was behind the scenes, but without me, they couldn't complete the mission. Another thing that she told me and that my team told me was, Ayla, of course you have the legitimacy to process and to feel. You saw the sights. You were there just as we were. Just because you weren't at sea doesn't mean that you weren't part of the event. And she even said that she wants me to see a psychologist. And that made me really calm to see that my commander sees me and that she wants me to see a psychologist means that she assured me that I have been through trauma and that I'm allowed to process it and I'm allowed to feel the things that I feel. So after I shared my feelings with her and my team and after they responded, they helped me consider that, first of all, I had an important role in the event, in the mission. Second of all, I wasn't alone. Even though I was the only person there and I experienced the event alone, I was in their mind and I still am and still was part of the team. And third of all, and the most important part is that I experienced something unusual and not only is it okay to give it space, but I even have to give it the space. So... Okay, thank you for sharing that. So what I am kind of amazed, um, there's like so many things I'm amazed by when you were speaking. So one, I was amazed at your ability to to express yourself because I think now you know I'm not a soldier and I was never in the army but I would think that a lot of soldiers um, don't express their the difficult emotions that they have to go through for whatever reason you know either they have to they believe they need to show off you know a, a certain image they have to be a certain person or maybe if they show their their emotions maybe they'll appear to be weak or something like that so what i am really 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 glad to hear was two things one was that you felt comfortable sharing your emotions to your commander and two that your commander was so open to you expressing your emotions and she totally supported you and I, th- I think it was both of those things I think it was you you know standing on your own two feet and saying I need to talk about this and your commander saying yeah you need to talk we need to talk about this this is really important that you were able to really process through it and get to the other end and not have it, you know, and not carry it around with you for, you know, some people they carry around trauma for the rest of their lives because they don't process through it. So I'm really proud of you. And I'm wondering, what do you think gave you the courage to be able to go to your commander and say, Commander, I, I have to talk to you about something? I'm not even sure it was courage. I, just, I think that in the moment when I felt myself swelling up with tears 
It was just kind of an instinct. I understood, like, my mind was telling me, like, hey, that you you feel something, you experience something, go talk about it. And she just got up to go, and I felt like this was the moment, and I just went and spoke with her. So that's amazing. But from my experience, right, from my experience, just even looking at my own life, but also working with a lot of people, when they have difficult emotions, you know, the natural instinct isn't usually to allow themselves to feel the emotion. The natural instinct is to resist feeling it because it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable, especially if you're being vulnerable and you're showing an emotion in front of somebody else. So people, most people, you know, just naturally, that's just naturally what the mind does. It resists it. It doesn't want to feel a difficult emotion. It's going to avoid it. You know, you'll numb yourself, go do something else so you don't have to feel it. Of course, what the, the most effective thing to do is to allow yourself to feel the emotion. What you did was amazing. And that's why I'm so glad to hear that you actually approached your commander and how open, you know, she was. Um, so I, I don't think that that's the natural thing. And that's why I'm just kind of wondering. So the truth is, I didn't talk about my feelings. I didn't talk about my difficulties also as being new in the team for the few weeks and also after the event. Just something in that evening when we sat together, just eating ice cream together and talking about the event, I was able to breathe and I was able to take a stop. And then out of that stop, I had more clarity. And I felt like either I speak with her now or I won't have the courage to go up and speak with her. So on the surface, what happened is what I what I just said. I just, in an instinct, I went and spoke with her. But I think it comes out of a deeper place inside me that, that I see in my daily life how important it is to speak your emotions and how healthy it is. And I live in an environment uh, because of your work, because of who you are, because of my friends, my school, whatever, I live in an environment that really encourages speaking your emotions and processing your emotions. So it's almost in my nature. Even though it's not easy for me, and a lot of times I do hold my feelings for a long time until I open them up. Well, thank you for agreeing to to share with us some of what went on. And while I love interviewing you and I love sitting with you and I love talking with you, I hope that we don't have to have another interview like this again in the future and that next time it'll be, maybe it'll be like a a funny one. I'm looking forward to a funny interview. Okay. Well, that was pretty amazing, right? I'm really so proud of my daughter for being brave and not feeling ashamed or feeling silly to talk her emotions out with the army psychologist and for speaking with her commander about how she was feeling. I just think that is so powerful and so important and she's such a role model. And like she said at the end, had she not had the experience of growing up in an environment where she was encouraged to get unstuck and process through her emotions, she probably wouldn't be in the situation she is in today, which is now being on the other end of a really difficult emotional situation. And for that, I am so glad. 
even though the situation was extreme, it's witnessing her ability to get through it that really inspires me, and I hope it inspired you. It's really stories like this that motivate me to stick to my mission of creating a world where people are emotionally equipped so they can handle anything. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. I have something special for you next week, so be sure to tune in. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you want to get emotionally equipped in your life so that you too can learn how to handle anything, head over to my website, shiragora.com forward slash the course to sign up for the waitlist for my online course. When you do, you'll be the first to know when the doors open next. I look forward to meeting you soon.